This is an out loud recording of one of our latest YouTube videos. To find us, go to youtube.com slash redditreaders or click the link in the description below. Hey everyone and welcome back to r slash nuclear revenge, the subreddit where people get insane levels of revenge on those who have wronged them. Today's post, standing up to my workplace bully led to unforeseen consequences. Let me start this one out by saying that I fully intended to seek revenge on the person in this story, but the aftershock of the eventual confrontation is what led to the aforementioned consequences rather than by my direct actions. I work in the UK for a large technology company doing software support. I'm part of a team that has members all over the world. I've been in this job for around 10 years, and other than the major issues I've had with this guy, I truly enjoy my job. When I started with the company, I wouldn't say that I was green. I had about seven years industry experience under my belt. I was definitely inexperienced with the company, but the job that I had been hired to do used technologies that I was more than comfortable with. The point I'm trying to convey here is that I wasn't completely oblivious to all of the applications supported by our company. Everyone in my team, around 30 of us, was very nice and was very keen to help. Except for Shane. Shane is probably what you'd term as the team guru. About five years from retirement, part of the office furniture. Metaphorically, as we're all homeworkers. He'd been in the company for nearly 40 years. Everyone labeled Shane as the only guy to go to when you were truly in a bind. When I was initially starting out, I did indeed find that Shane was highly knowledgeable and more often than not had the answers to whatever obscure questions you might have. Things were great and our team ticked over nicely. I got to know the rest of the team well over phone, over time too, and my best friend was a woman named Mel. She was of a similar age and experience level to Shane and in my opinion was just as knowledgeable as him. One day, Mel and I were on a brief call chatting about a work issue when we got to shooting the breeze for a while. We talked about ourselves and also the team. I'd said that I hadn't met anyone face to face yet, and that was when she told me she'd once met Shane in person a couple of years ago. They are both based in the US, I'm in the UK, and both got invited to a tech conference in New York. She told me that he has serious health issues due to his weight, around 450 pounds and when he was home, was often on oxygen and medication. His plan was to ride things out until he was able to take early retirement so that he didn't need to worry about paying for his medical insurance anymore. That sounded like a reasonable enough plan to me, and we were soon talking about something else. The issues started about two years into my tenure with the company. We started moving in a new direction with what applications we were going to be offering to customers, and towards that end, we were trained in a bunch of new stuff. I saw this as a great opportunity and equalizer. If no one on our team had any experience with this new software, then I would be on equal footing with everyone. This went really well for me, and I put a lot of time and effort into learning as much as possible. Shane didn't show much interest in the new stuff. He still continued to spend most of his time with the legacy tools. In team meetings, you could clearly tell he was getting mad that his status as a guru was gradually becoming more and more meaningless. This wasn't anything personal. We work in software. You have to adapt to remain competitive. 
As time went on, it was becoming clear to the team how much work I was putting in, and I was well on the way to becoming the go-to guy for the new software. During this time, Shane would start sniping at me for anything he could plausibly manage. For example, if I was late to a team meeting because a customer call overran, he'd make sure to interrupt whatever was being said to comment something like, Oh look, Portos Deluxe has bothered to grace us with his presence, even though he'd been guilty of the same in the past. Things like email chains too. Almost anything I sent out that included him and our boss on an email, he would reply with some unrelated complaint or observation, completely irrelevant to what was actually being discussed. One day, Mel called me and asked me what my beef with Shane was. I truthfully told her that I had no beef at all with him and he just seemed to have it in for me. She said that if she managed to find anything out, she'd let me know. Things continued like this for a couple of years. I continued to be the go-to guy, and he continued to try and discredit me and generally paint me in as bad a light as possible. One day we had a major incident, one that literally could have cost the company millions in SLA fines if it was not solved quickly. Our manager split us into teams to troubleshoot specific areas, and she paired me up with Shane. I wasn't happy about it, but whatever, I was a professional. We got on a call and started working through the issue. As our call progressed, it was becoming abundantly clear why he didn't like me. He knew nothing about the new application. He hadn't done any work on it at all. Everything I asked him to check, he needed hand-holding, even for the most basic of tasks. Eventually, I just shared my screen and said for him to watch me. I went into the guts of the system through so many logs, explaining to him what I was doing the whole time, and eventually found the problem was with a recent patch we had installed. At this point, he dropped from the call. I didn't think anything of this at the time. We use Skype for business and it can be flaky. So I just continued what I was doing. Our process was not to roll back any changes until it had been approved by the senior manager. As I was the one responsible for deploying and rolling back patches, I made some notes about what we needed to do and then rejoined the main call. I wasn't worried at all because Bad patches happened every so often. They just didn't usually have this level of impact. As soon as I did, I got absolutely destroyed by the incident manager. Apparently, Shane had returned to the group call and informed everyone present that the outage was caused by an error that I had made in the deployment process and that Shane had told me what the correct fix was and I had refused to implement it then and there. I was furious. He had accurately told them the cause of the problem because it was me who literally demonstrated to him how to find it. I had even foolishly mentioned to him what I thought would fix the problem. Because of how long he'd been with the company compared to me, only our immediate team knew the truth about who was really the better skilled person in this situation. His historical reputation still carried a lot of weight with people who didn't work day to day with him. Because this incident was so major, over a hundred people were on this call, several of them two or three levels of management above our team. He made me out to be a reckless, incompetent idiot, and he was believed. Despite my manager's protestations, I was disciplined and given a verbal warning. He, meanwhile, was congratulated for steering the company away from a potential disaster and given a commendation. 
I was so angry, and a while later, Mel gave me a call. Apparently, Shane had been bragging to her about putting that smart-ass punk in his place. She was shocked and asked him what he was talking about. His real beef was that he thought I had disrespected him by trying to take over his role as go-to guy for the new software. That wasn't my intention at all. I didn't see it as my fault that he was too damn lazy to do the work again. I lamented with Mel that she should have recorded the call. She laughed and said that Skype shows when you're recording a call and he'd never have spilled his guts while being recorded. I immediately had a brainwave. I decided that I would confront Shane one-on-one. -on -one. I pinged him on Skype and said that I wanted to talk. He responded with a smiley and just said, sure. I called him and let him know that I was recording this call, and the Skype notification popped up to let all participants know this call was being recorded. I went right for it and accused him of lying about the major incident and said that it seemed like he had a major beef with me. As expected, he lied and said that he was sorry that I felt like I had to react this way. He said that he would need to talk to our boss about it. I said wait one second and turned off the Skype recorder. I then said that Skype isn't recording and that he knew exactly what he had done. His mask slipped at this point, and he said that he was perfectly in his rights to put me in my place. He said that you need to respect the longer-serving people in jobs like this, and that he would do it again in a heartbeat. I didn't hold back. I called him a dinosaur who refused to move with the times and wanted to coast out his days here without doing any work. He said that he was a couple of years away from retirement, and he'd be damned if he was going to bust his butt for some shiny new software. I said to him, Speaking of new software, has he heard of OBS? Of course, he hadn't, and I suggested he Google it. I then hung up on him. Not long after, the messages started. He was begging me not to use the secret recording that I had taken. He said that if he gets fired, he will lose his retirement package and his medical benefits. I told him to go F himself, and that he should have considered that before trying to get me fired. I passed all of this on to the relevant channels before really giving it any thought. Things set in motion, and sure enough, a few weeks later, after a company investigation, he was fired. I heard from Mel that he had asked to take early retirement so as to keep his benefits, but this was apparently rejected. It all came out later that apparently he had significant debts, and that he was counting on his retirement package to keep him financially afloat. With no job and no package, he had no money to pay for the medical treatment which he badly needed. He was in no state to get himself a new job, and his skills had stagnated so badly that he couldn't even get a new job online. Mel told me that he died about six months after this whole incident due to his ongoing health issues. I felt conflicted about this for a while. Sharing that recording obviously contributed to his death, but I don't know how bad I feel about it. I am a young guy trying to build my career, and he actively tried to destroy me. I should maybe have held off when he pleaded for me to not reveal the truth, but he was old enough and wise enough to not engage in the childish games he played. If I'd known he'd be dead as a result of this, I'd maybe have done things differently. It's one that stays with me, that's for sure. I'm still at the company, and I can tell you all that I will never treat a new employee the way he treated me. So maybe the breaking of that cycle is the positive to come out of all of this. 
So that's it for the post, guys, and that is not the ending that I expected. Wow. Um, it's crazy to think that just if someone had been a little nicer, if this person had not decided to be so toxic and so vengeance-filled or so territorial about their go-to guy status, they might still be alive. They let the, the jerk behavior that they exhibited led to their own death. That's insane. That is really nuclear revenge, but it's, it's their own fault, you know? I mean, I understand the OP being conflicted. I would be too, and uh, it would keep me up at night, but I, at the same time, I don't think older folks or people who are sick get a free pass to be total jerks, and I think the OP was well within his rights and well within justifiable, justifiable behavior to do what he did, but... Yeah, I mean, if I were him, if I could go back and maybe pump the brakes just a little bit, I would as well. But this one, it really floored me, the ending, and uh, what a great story um, and in terms of impact. Um, obviously, I think even for someone like this, I wish the ending had turned out differently, but like I said, justifiable from the OP's perspective, I think. I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, about what you would do and how you would handle it and uh, how you feel about such an extreme consequence of a, of a revenge story. If you guys have a thought about this, if you have a reaction to the story, leave a like or a comment down in the discussion below. That It just always helps us out a lot, and like I said, we'd love to hear your reactions. And if you'd like to see more and hear more posts from r slash nuclear revenge and other subreddits in the future, please subscribe. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. Hey everyone, we hope you're enjoying our readings of popular Reddit posts. We love providing this service so that you can listen to these podcasts to pass the time, to fall asleep to, or to be entertained while still staying safe on your commute to work. We love to have the freedom to cover even more posts, but the recording and editing is time-consuming work and doesn't pay the bills. If you feel you're getting regular value out of these episodes, please consider supporting us with a small monthly donation. You can donate easily by visiting anchor.fm slash redditreaders and clicking on support this podcast. Every little bit helps, even if it's just enough to cover our morning cup of coffee. As always, thank you so much for listening.